Hey, are you into werewolves, mad scientists, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Hey, podcast listeners. God, I love it when Ira Glass says that. The podcast that asks a simple question wants to answer your simple questions. Tweet us your questions at the hell underscore podcast on Twitter or on Facebook and use the hashtag AskAPodcaster and let us spill some of our wisdom on you. Don't worry, we'll bring you a towel when it's over. The following podcast contains... So angry, I feel like swearing. Oh, Murray, you wouldn't swear at us. Go f*** yourself, prick! Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you hung your idiot social issue on where people piss, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, May 13th, 2016, Mirror in the Bathroom edition of the show, where we talk about the latest non-existent threat to heterosexuals in America. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Golden Flow Personal Catheters. In a world where godless transsexuals could be prowling anywhere, no bathroom is safe. And that's why Golden Flow Personal Catheters says, since you're already pissing your pants, use Golden Flow. Golden Flow's discreet hygienic personal urination system ensures you will never need to worry about who is in the bathroom with you. Because your bathroom is with you everywhere. Slip on a comfortable cup, Golden Flow has got you covered. Strap on Golden Flow and just let go. Use the promo code hashtag Tinkle at checkout and receive a free How Now Brown Cow Adapter for those times when number two is your number one priority. Eldridge agrees she was wrong for becoming loud and aggressive, but still maintains strong views about love who identifies as transgender. I meant what I said. That person offended me in a way. That person was, to me, explicit. To me, too much. To me, I couldn't stand it. To me, this is not fair to me. But she would say that she's just being herself. And I can't deal with that. I guess I'm not ready. After PIX11's interview with Pearl Love aired last week, this video, including a clear look at Eldridge's face, was viewed online hundreds of thousands of times. Eldridge says people have recognized her, and now she feels like a victim. I've received death threats on Facebook uh, by several people. Um, saying that they want to find me, they want to kill me, and I have deactivated my Facebook at this point, uh, as quote, police. And if Eldridge had the opportunity to meet face-to-face once again with love... Would you say you're sorry? I, I, don't, think it's, I don't think it's that time yet. I, I, I need time. Just when you thought he was out, fleshy, homunculus, and pathetic failure Rafael Cruz thrust himself awkwardly between two occupied urinals this week, seeking to insert a plank in the Republican platform at the convention regarding transgender access to public bathrooms. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. A lot of pundits feel this is just Ted being Ted and trying to press his agenda forward like the Zodiac Killer creeping up on a parked car in San Francisco. But that's not all of it. Rest assured, dear listeners, that Ted Cruz is pushing this because deep down in the vestigial organ that passes for a heart amongst his species, Ted Cruz hates LBGT people. And he's not alone. Down south, you know, 
It's amazing how many of these stories start with the two words, down south, the latest creeping terror to inhabit the lusty nightmares of the godly is the specter of transgender people slipping into the wrong bathroom. Now, what we northern liberals completely fail to understand is what a complex social issue this is and why it's necessary to protect people from transgender persons in public restrooms. We need to understand the underlying motivation is not some sort of irrational hatred it's just that these people are no that's the wrong answer the right answer is because you're all morons well he shined a light on that didn't he the whole bathroom brouhaha exists for no other reason that the idea of trans people make some straight christians feel all icky inside and now the icked out fundies will tell you that my mean-spirited and cuttingly cruel interpretation of their mean-spirited and cuttingly cruel laws is based entirely on my rabid intolerance for their rabidly intolerant faith they will tell you that their laws are about protecting women and children from being exposed to the sort of sicko perversions usually concealed behind a church leader's wall of hypocritical piety i mean why can't these pervs just expose themselves to unwilling wilderen, w- women and unwitting children in the little room behind the altar like a good God-fearing man is supposed to. Because it's in the Bible. Their logic, to use the term logic completely incorrectly, is that allowing transgender people in bathrooms corresponding to their identified gender rather than their birth gender would allow sex offenders access to these safe spaces. If a man can just put on a dress and walk into a public bathroom at Ray Ray's Clam Shack on the corner of 4th and Main while Edna May and Connie Lurleen are squirting out their fourth picture of Coors Light on Kenny Karaoke Tuesday why they might get raped. This, of course, leaves out the fact that Edna May and Connie Lurleen are far more likely to be raped by Robbie Leroy in his trailer after last call than in the bathroom of Ray Ray's Clam Shack. But we don't have time for rational solutions. Therefore, again, using the flawed thinking that conservatives call rational, even though it isn't, we need laws protecting the sanctity of the precious rooms where people go to shit. That is one big pile of shit. Of course it is, because bathroom laws have nothing to do with protecting anyone or anything other than the precious feelings of brain-dead Southern conservatives. Rather than address their groundless fears of being discovered taking home a transvestite for the fourth time, they pass a bunch of laws to alienate, restrict, and demean people for no other reason than identifying with a different gender than they assigned with at birth. Why? Because it works. And it has for a long time. Some of you might remember back in the 70s, there was for a brief moment in time this crazy idea that women deserved equal protection under the Constitution. And a bunch of what then West Virginia Senator Randolph Jennings called a bunch of brawless bubbleheads began a drive to what would become the Equal Rights Amendment. There was a lot of opposition to the Equal Rights Amendments. Phyllis Schlafly, who was and is, and this is the only time I'm ever going to be able to use this word without repercussions, a cunt, spearheaded the fight against the ERA, but amongst the Bible crowd, the potty problem drove the conversation. The potty problem, as the ERA opponents called it in the 70s, was one of the many 
false arguments used to derail the ERA and make it fall just three states short of ratification. It was really quite successful in getting the ERA crushed. Fortunately for women, though, everything turned out just fine without an amendment. What with all their now being paid equal pay for equal work and childcare being essentially free and sexual assaults being a thing of the past and those few that there are treated with sincerity and believed in every case. Now, they even have a Republican nominee who respects women more beautifully than anyone has ever respected a woman before. So, I mean, they got that going for them. Which is nice. Since the 70s, bathroom laws have cropped up during various social arguments, usually centering around gay rights, which, by the way, are just actually plain old rights, but they are experiencing a particular renaissance at the moment as the latest beard for just plain old fucking homophobia. After a series of stunning defeats advancing such crazy notions as equal equality for all under the law, conservatives began casting around for someone to demonize. And it turns out a group of people who only want to get married, have kids, move to the suburbs, and drive a minivan are really hard to turn into monsters. But men, men who dress like women, women who dress like men, People who would have their God-given anatomical parts rearranged all nimbly-pimbly, getting some parts cut off and others sewn on. People to whom a good God-fearing man might meet during Kenny Karaoke at Ray Ray's Clam Shack and might not be the beautiful woman they were pretending to be, but a beautiful man spitefully deceiving a Christian who only wanted a blowjob in the parking lot without feeling a mustache rubbing against his belly. Those people... It's pretty fucking easy to demonize. Now, I don't have polling data to support my suppositions, but I do have 46 years experience as a man living amongst men. Poor bastard. And I think I speak with some authority when I say this. This bathroom bullshit comes out of men's deep-seated insecurities that someone will think they're a fag. As a young man serving in the military overseas, the primary fear was not war, death, mutilation, or even catching the clap. All of that was just normal. Hell, even might even make you proud, especially that clap part. But you fucking accidentally go home with a ladyboy? That shit scared people. As recently as December 2015, a Marine was convicted of killing a transgender woman in the Philippines. And stories like that go back as far as GIs have been drinking in Asian bars. So, like, since Christ was a corporal. I'm pretty sure women don't sit around worrying about the guy they picked up at the bar not being a born a guy. If anything, they probably just think he's really good at cunnilingus. And really, this is not how that shit works at all. Trust me, you pretty much have to go out looking for a transgender to take home. You know this. Huh. Well, if it's any of your business, I know this because there just aren't that many trans people out there. About one half of 1% of the population identifies as transgender, we think not a census option and for some reason trans people don't like to advertise their situation it's hard to imagine why that is the upshot however is if you're not going to just find a transgendered person sitting at the bar waiting to trick you into having sex with them oh and just so you know no one wants to trick you into having sex with you ever pretty much the people that are supposed to be having sex with you don't want to have sex with you because you're a fucking idiot 
Now, there's a counter-narrative to my little story that, that runs thus. Women are frightened of men in bathrooms and locker rooms. How must it make a victim of sexual assault feel to share a locker room with a man with a penis? This argument conservative groups are making is just a stunning display of pure hypocritical dickishness since they could give a fuck about a woman being sexually assaulted any other time. The Alliance for Defending Freedom... Why is it that every conservative action group about defending freedom is actually about taking freedom away from a group that they don't like very much? They said, for many of them, the women who were sexually assaulted, the mere presence of a biological man in a woman's restroom is a trigger that causes severe emotional and mental harm, regardless of that man's intentions. Two things. First of all, have women's bathrooms done away with a whole wall of stalls things? Because the last time I was in one, everybody was in their own little private space, unlike the cattle trough that is the men's room. And two, are women taking off their clothes in women's restrooms? Why? But hey, here I am disempowering women by talking about this topic, or at least so the conservatives would say. And just because some bro in board shorts tries to make his own little ass nugget point by strolling into a women's locker room in Seattle asserting his rights, Johnny fucko, it doesn't work like that. You want to write, you take your hormones, get your precious little pecker reversed, and then come back and assert your rights, then you're asserting your rights. It doesn't prove the point conservatism we're trying to make, because 99.9 times out of 100, no one will even know they are sharing the space with a trans person. I freely admit, to the best of my knowledge, I do not know any person who is transgendered, nor do I understand what it must be like to not belong to the body you were born inside. Uh, I mean, I feel pretty much disassociated from men and all those things that most men seem to enjoy, like watching sports and demeaning women. I'm reliably informed this does not change my underlying identity as a dude. So I'm not going to speak to you on the thoughts of those who do feel such a conflict. What I will say is... What's it to you? If we've already ruled out sneaky trans persons trying to lure you into homo sex with them, and again, that's not happening... And even if it were to happen and you have some sex with someone who's had reassignment surgery, you're having sex with a woman, moron. Why do you care what someone you will never meet does with their body or how they view themselves? Maybe it's that a lot, fuck, most of you have no idea the difference between someone who's transgendered or someone who's cross-dressing or any other thing about what it means to be trans. All right, look. Sit down and shut up. Let me try to explain this to you the way it was explained to me. Transgendered is sort of a blanket term for people who do not identify with the gender they were born into. Simple, easy, right? Maybe not so much because there are variations within that. A transsexual. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. <laughs> Gavin, I swear to God, play one more note of that song and I will come over there and perform an involuntary gender reassignment surgery on you. Got me? Sorry about that great movie, but completely inappropriate at a time. Now, a transsexual is someone who has undergone either a gender reassignment surgery and or is taking hormone therapy. But what's important is that they are living full-time in their new gender identity. 
A transvestite or cross-dresser is someone who dresses in women's uh, in clothing traditionally associated with their opposite gender. See, my cisgendered privilege showed through there. Naturally, this is not a hard and fast rule because women wear men's clothing all the time and look amazing doing it. And they're not considered cross-dressing. And men, from time to time, don women's clothing without actually identifying as a transvestite, like in Halloween when I go dressed as my mother. There's a lot there to unpack, but this is not the time. Also, there is a difference between a cross-dresser who is usually a straight male who dresses in women's clothes as part of a fetish, and they don't usually consider themselves part of the trans community and vice versa, and drag queens or drag kings who cross-dress and usually identify as gay. Really, I don't get it. I get it. It's really hard for most people to understand people who want to be the opposite gender or even no gender at all. Oh, come on! Oh, like straight sexuality is any more, it's any less fucked up. I know some straight people who are out there who dress up in cartoon animal costumes and have sex while pretending that they are cartoon animals. All of you straight Christian types out there who think this gender bending stuff is just sick, I'll tell you what, let me tip throw through your porn history. If the word scat or granny porn or pegging or my little ponies. <coughs> Gavin <coughs> comes up that you've got not got a leg to stand on because what I'm saying is if you're confusing being transgender with some guy who likes to wear a dress, neither one of them are wrong, but the straight guy who likes to wear a dress takes off the dress and goes back to just being Ed from accounting, while a transgender person is always transgender. They are in every meaningful way the gender they portray themselves to be they are if they are if if they say they're a woman they're a woman so when they go into the bathroom they're not you are not even going to know that they were born with the same name as on the door of the restroom they entered and if ed from accounting happens to be in the women's room again wearing the pink taffeta gown that his wife wore to the christmas party last year it just means that he got lost on the way back to the company christmas party this year again Jesus, Ed, would you let somebody know when you're going to the bathroom so we can help you get back, okay? So when North Carolina, and they are the most recent and perhaps most egregious offender in the long litany of potty problem states, passes a law that bars transgender from using the bathroom as they prefer, they're not passing a law about transgender using the bathroom at all. They're passing a law to show how much they hate people different from the norm, how much they hate modernity, how much they hate, well, just LBGT people in general. When North Carolina preemptively sues the federal government to keep the federal government from enforcing the laws written to uphold not just the letter, but the spirit of the 14th Amendment, you know, the one that says all citizens of the country are entitled to equal protection under the law, even if they make straight white Christians feel icky and scared. North Carolina is saying we really wish we could do this to everyone who isn't a straight white Christian. In fact, they would really like us to force force everyone to at least act as though they were a straight white Christian. I think I'm exaggerating to make my case. When Target said their public restrooms were there for trans people to use if they were comfortable, straight white Christians, a million of them, signed a petition to boycott Target over an issue of people using the bathroom that they will never know, they will never meet, and will be utterly unaware of should they actually be sharing a bathroom in the first place. 
They're an endorsement, harassment, and hate against a tiny, yet visible minority of people, not because it threatens them in any way, just because they don't like them. And while an adult trans person might be fine ignoring a stupid law, think about the teens out there struggling to live with the social stigma of being trans in the first place and wonder how many of them will not be able to handle the pressure this kind of attention will bring. Hell, trans teens are already attempting suicide at a shockingly high rate compared to even gay and lesbian teens. A Vocative article from July 2015 find that as many as 40% of trans teens attempts to a suicide compared to 20% of gay and lesbians and 5% of straight cisgendered teens. But hey, let's tack on some more bullshit about the bathroom to see if we can't bump those numbers up a bit. And this law protects no one from anything. First of all, in states with protections in law for gender identity, there were, uh, let me see the exact number here because it could be difficult to convey. There were exactly, um, yep, there were zero incidents of assaults by transgender persons after the laws were passed. In fact, Media Matters found in 17 school districts that provided transgender students use of their preferred bathroom, there was a significant decrease of crimes and assaults because when you take the girl who wasn't born a girl out of the boys' room, she is exponentially less likely to be have the shit beat out of her by the boys in the bathroom. Funny how that works. The only things protected by the bathroom laws is a fake-ass reality where straight white Christians preserve their worldview ever increasingly being replaced by secular common sense regarding sexuality and gender identity. And if that keeps happening, why, pretty soon there won't be anyone left to believe that they're superior to anyone else because of a cherry-picked passage in a 3,000-year-old book about ghost stories. These stupid laws are bad for everyone. Even the dull-eyed mouth-breathers holding up crudely drawn and poorly spelled sign demands that transvestites burn spelled with an E in hall. And since major corporations are dropping plans like Edna May drops notes at Kinney Karaoke, often and excruciatingly, it's costing these bass-ackward states jobs, tax revenue, and new people arriving to invigorate the economies since most Americans don't want to share a residency with people who are obsessed with what other people are doing in the bathroom. And it's going to cost millions to defend these laws in court, even though everyone knows they are going to lose. So why do they even exist? Because politicians in North Carolina, Mississippi, Texas, Alabama, and every other state that passes one of these vile pieces of legislation believe they can turn back the clock to when when the only time they see a man in a dress is when they stare into the mirror in the bathroom and weep in shame because they are a dirty, dirty girl who needs to be punished. That is it for our show this week. We're back to our normal release schedule after I took a day last week to be totally creeped out by First Communions. You guys see the whole wedding thing, right? It's not just me. It's no wonder priests are so fucked. On Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Julio Gallerati, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. 
From our studio high up in Hamilton Heights, we want to remind you that the show is on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Podcast. And that if you were subscribe, rate, and review, it would do us no end of good. But everyone else, no end of bad. You can find more of the witty humor of the host on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast, where we remind you to ask us your question with the hashtag AskAPodcaster. Things like whether or not we like gladiator movies or whether or not Gavin's a real person, which is the first question we answered. It's the pin post on what the hell, on the hell underscore podcast. You can even find us on Facebook at the show name and all the episodes are on SoundCloud at the show name and the what the hell podcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, who's been known to wear a dress on a hot summer afternoons with pants are just a little too binding. Producer Gavin, who owns not one but two cosplay outfits of My Little Ponies, but yet strangely has never attended a convention, and all the fictional people on this show, we'd like to remind you that mirror in the bathroom, you talked for free. When the doors are locked, it's just you and me. I could take you to a restaurant where kids eat free, but even with my wig, no one would believe me. And I'm a naughty, naughty girl who needs to be punished. See you guys next week. 